Well, good morning. Welcome to part two of our little show, running just a few minutes behind. Uh, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com with Dr. Ray Pete. He's a PhD and, uh, he gets, uh, he's on the show with us on the third Monday of each, uh, uh, month at uh, around 10.30 Central Time, and he's been at this uh, uh, for, uh, Doc, what now, 35, 35 years? You've got, has it been? 40, 45. 40, 45 years, and you're, <laughs> wow, wow. And you're feeling good? You're, uh, did you say, you're 83 revolutions yeah. around the sun, 83 revolutions around the sun. Huh. And Dr. Ray P. drinks milk and has sugar, so, you know, you might want to listen and See, <laughs> see how he does that. Dr. Pete, good morning. Good morning. Uh, so I was just kind of asking you off the air for a second, but let, let's dig into this because we just had a guest who was talking about the idea that these viruses, measles and herpes and all these things, we actually have, um, his conjecture is that we have these in, in our bodies already. Uh, you know, the root canal people, uh, that we've had on have, have proven through Biology and peer-reviewed studies that they open up these these root canals, doc. You know these infected guys, and they find things in there like um, um, all kinds of things, from herpes to um, syphilis to um, uh, all all kinds of crazy stuff that's already in the body. Um, does does any of that you know kind of balance with the, with your whole thing? And you've been at this a long time. Uh, yeah, have you heard of Peter Duisberg uh, and I, the HIV uh, critics? Yeah, uh, I mean, a little uh, bit. Tell folks who he uh, is. Yeah. I, I started graduate school in biology in 1968, and in I think it was in 69, uh, 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 Timon and Baltimore published an article uh, uh, saying that they had evidence that uh, DNA could be uh, transcribed into RNA, uh, and uh, 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 RNA could could uh, a, a virus could, could uh, accord, according to the existence of that enzyme, there was a possibility for uh, a virus to insert uh, it's from RNA to DNA. Uh, it, it could. Um, leave its trace, its genes in the nucleus. And at the time, uh, all of my uh, uh, molecular biology professors denied that that was possible because they had the dogma that uh, genetic information goes only from DNA to RNA to protein. Uh, And so the idea that protein could uh, be a virus or that RNA uh, could be uh, integrated into the genes uh, as as a a, a virus. Uh, RNA was not supposed to be translatable into DNA, but it turns out that we're full of retroviruses. Some people say a huge proportion of all of our genes consist of retroviruses, and that during stress, uh, we emit uh, these as possibly part of a, a curative uh, system uh, in uh, around uh, just a little while after that uh, there was an acupuncture uh, acupuncturist lent me a pamphlet he had uh, written by a, a North Korean uh, claiming he had uh, evidence of particles of nucleic acid 
circulating in our lymph. Well, he said it looked like our lymphatic system, but he said it was a completely separate circulatory system, a third circulatory system, hmm. carrying these virus-like particles that were uh, actually emitted by cells to repair cells in other parts of the body. That, that was he, he wrote that around 1965, I think. And just in the last, oh, 10 years or so, it's now recognized that we are full of these uh, uh, tiny particles carrying RNA and DNA and proteins emitted under stress, uh, aging, uh, and uh, any sort of sickness or stress cause uh, our cells to emit particles that circulate so that uh, they can come out of a stress tissue, carry, be carried in the blood to the bone marrow, for example, and uh, change cells in the bone marrow so that they are able to repair the injured cell, a, a, a hmm. two-way communication of viral-like particles. And since our uh, genome is fairly full of these uh, viral-type particles, retroviruses, uh, the, the, that's a, a very plausible idea that viruses uh, could uh, originate uh, from stressed organisms. And, stressed and we know that, that epidemics originate uh, in famines and wars and uh, conditions that are stressing organisms. And they don't necessarily have to travel only from uh, like the, the green monkey theory of, of AIDS uh, traveling to humans or the, the snake to monkey to, to uh, cats and humans of the Chinese virus. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, they, 40 years ago, there were two botanists uh, researching plant viruses at, at Oregon State University, and uh, they would uh, use pumice powder on their fingers and rub the solutions of, of uh, uh, plant viruses into the leaves of plants to create the, the viral disease they were studying. And within a, a short period of time, both of those researchers came down with the same kind of rare degenerative brain disease, uh, which uh, to me was very suggestive that a plant virus uh, had uh, invaded their system. And I stopped eating uh, raw vegetables at that point. <laughs> so if, if, if I have a virus that manifests itself to help repair something in my body, our previous guest was talking about how herpes will do, um, the lips may um, do some things like chapped and everything because the person, well, his whole thing is like the person wants was saying a person needs to be wants to be kissed, so the the lips will try to you know put more of these uh, little um, sensitive particles out there, and you know and all that, and and the herpes will actually come in and try to uh, you know heal that up, you know kind of thing. And but if this is true, and some of these things like come out of Patrick that are already there, you know they've been there forever, and they're and they manifest for a healing process that I need to go through karmically, spiritually, I, 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 can't, I can't pass those on to somebody else, can I? Um, I yeah, a couple of... Can you? Uh, 
publications in the last few years have found uh, that within the body, it's now known that they not only go to the bone marrow to change our immune system cells, they can actually go to the gonads and enter our germ cells so they can be passed on. Uh, so it's exactly the situation that Darwin uh, <laughs> proposed with his gemules coming from all of the body parts uh, going in to the gonads, modifying them uh, for the uh, uh, inheritance of acquired characteristics. But uh, in, in this recent research, uh, they've just demonstrated that uh, the microvesicles do enter germ cells, among other cells. Uh, and uh, uh, oh, 80 years ago, uh, people were talking about uh, the strange properties uh, that uh, exist within a continent. Uh, they, they see uh, similarities between uh, plants uh, and invertebrate insects and, and such, uh, and uh, 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 the, the uh, 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 various uh, mammals, uh, all, all varieties of organisms, share some properties within the continent that they uh, evolution uh, doesn't explain those, uh, and so they've proposed that long ago uh, that uh, particles, pollen, for example, carries genetic information and we breathe it. And, and uh, a lab in Germany uh, for, uh, I, I guess, going back uh, 15 years at least, uh, has demonstrated <laughs> that if you eat uh, beef, for example, you can trace uh, the genetic uh, D DNA uh, uh, patterns, <clears throat> actual uh, long pieces of DNA from the beef that you ate uh, into your bloodstream and into your cells. Uh, we're incorporating not only viruses, but uh, just uh, cellular DNA from the various species that we eat. Wow. So it's entirely uh, possible that that when you cough on someone, mm -hmm. for example, that mm -hmm. uh, they they inhale uh, not only uh, viral infections, but uh, your DNA is uh, all around you, <clears throat> and uh, anyone who who contacts you is is assimilating that. Uh, they've now demonstrated that uh, in a, a good number of, of people have been tested. Uh, and after death, they, they can test a woman's brain tissue, for example, and find the DNA traces in her brain and other tissues of each of her previous husbands. Wow. Wow. So uh, DNA is, is much more pervasive mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. than uh, we usually think. Well, spiritually, Doc, it really kind of makes sense, isn't it, if you have the idea, if you believe in reincarnation, as I do in past lives and karma, and we we reincarnate with somebody for a certain experience, and they have these things that we share. I mean, that all kind of makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It kind of makes sense. It's like there's no accidents kind of thing. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's a pretty much a continuous uh, 
string of, of information of genetic material. <laughs> so was Darwin on to something, or was uh, how far off was he? Oh, he had uh, all of the principles down. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, just didn't know the details. Didn't know yeah. there was such a thing as DNA, but he, he had the idea right. Yeah, he was on. He was on to it. Dr. Ray Pete is with us. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. We have lots of questions. We always do. It's a PhD in biology, University of Oregon, way back where he specialized in, in physiology. He taught University of Oregon, Urbana College, Montana State University. He's down in Mexico, nutritional counseling. And uh, uh, so he's been around for quite a while, for 45 years, if you uh, have a question or two. So what kinds of questions um, have you been getting about this whole corona thing? And uh, what kind of insights do you have for our audience for March 16th? It looks like, who knows, could be the still long time to go with this country. Do um, you have any opinions on that, where you think this thing is going? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I sort of sympathize with Trump. That I, I think the CDC has been uh, helping a, a couple of drug companies to um, increase their, yeah. their share value, skyrocketing share prices of the, the vaccine maker. Uh, and uh, both World Health Organization and CDC uh, have that connection uh, with the, uh, the uh, vaccine industry. Uh, and uh, a lot of people are, have been exposed for corruption, but uh, uh, no, no one is doing anything about it. Uh, uh, so um, in a typical year, the CDC has said that an average of about 40,000 Americans die uh, of the flu. Right. Uh, so now they're getting excited when a few dozen people die. It, uh, it is out of proportion to uh, the, what they claim to be the usual uh, annual mortality from flu. Yeah. And, and is it true that most of these people, when they call the flu, it's really... It's a pneumonia, kind of a goes in the lungs and does that whole uh, thing. Uh, yeah, and the, the the way the CDC has uh, built up the market for uh, flu vaccines is to call anyone who dies of pneumonia a, a death from influenza, but a, a very old person, say a hundred year old person, without any particular sickness uh, might just uh, eat uh, uh, too, too much raw cabbage or, or something that gives them gas, <laughs> and uh, that will cause pneumonia. Uh, and uh, so uh, people dying of pneumonia uh, can't be counted as flu deaths, so CDC has been fudging on that. Uh, but uh, the it happens that over 10 years ago, the coronavirus was known to simply activate the well-known inflammation systems, the angiotensin system. For decades, we've had the angiotensin receptor blockers and ACE inhibitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the angiotensin converting enzyme uh, produces uh, the, the inflammatory uh, protein that, that causes uh, blood pressure to rise and so on. 
and uh, there's a close interaction between serotonin and angiotensin, uh, and uh, uh, th those are both uh, well-studied uh, uh, causes uh, of uh, aging-related inflammation. So your your angiotensin uh, exposure uh, uh, and production uh, will increase in old age, and that increases your your likelihood of getting pneumonia from anything. Uh, it's a general inflammatory system that uh, increases uh, contraction of blood vessels and uh, uh, risk of clotting and uh, uh, fatigue, uh, interfering with energy production and so on. And the people who are dying uh, at a very high rate uh, from the coronavirus uh, are those who already are suffering uh, from uh, circulatory disease, hypertension, heart disease, mm -hmm. and stroke. Mm -hmm. And so they already have an active angiotensin system. Uh, and uh, the, the virus finds uh, an environment already going in the direction. It happens that the ACE, uh, the, the angiotensin converting enzyme number two. Yes, ACE2, ACE2, it, yeah. It's a re the receptor uh, for the virus. Uh, the virus attaches to that uh, in the process of um, entering a cell and, and becoming infective. And ACE2 is the enzyme that undoes the work of ACE itself. Uh, ACE uh, produces angiotensin, and ACE2 then destroys angiotensin. So what the virus does in binding to ACE2 seems to be inactivating the inactivator of angiotensin. That leaves ACE free to make angiotensin, which then doesn't have any way out, so it accumulates uh, causing uh, all of the, uh, the the dry cough, uh, the the high fever, uh, uh, increased hypertension and stroke and so mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Someone was on the show conjecturing that Oriental people tend to have more of these ACE2 guys in their body. Is that possible? Uh, if, if it's ACE2, uh, uh, yeah, that would let them... Uh, be more vulnerable. Be a, a better target for the for the virus, but it would also suggest that uh, they uh, having that uh, without the virus uh, would be more resistant to the age related inflammation. I kind of lost you there. Um, uh, it, it, that since that's the protective enzyme, the ACE two well, the ACE two destroys angiotensin. If you have a lot of it, uh, you're, you're like a young person. Young people have more of that hmm. and uh, so are less susceptible uh, to the virus, but also to uh, age-related degenerative diseases. So so why do you think there's, there was so much going on in this Wuhan place? I mean, can we conjecture that from where you sit? Uh, what was the question? Why, why was there so many people affected, like in this Wuhan city where... Oh, uh, well, have you heard about the military games? Of course, yes, of course. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, the, they, the American soldiers left exactly 14 days before the outbreak. Uh, and oh, so, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard that, really? Um, South Korean and uh, Taiwan uh, virologists have traced the uh, gene uh, pattern back to find that in the U.S., there, there are five different strains of the coronavirus. Uh, the Wuhan strain is just one of those. And uh, they say logically uh, you can have derived the Wuhan from one of those pre-existing five strains, uh, but you wouldn't uh, have uh, at this time uh, five descendants and the the inheritance goes the other way that the that the um, Wuhan strain is uh, like a, a branch on the tree and the uh, preceding uh, uh, varieties of, of the virus were existing in the US already and already and many of us had this already have these guys in there right uh, yeah yeah they're just uh, uh, and and you know the CDC patented the coronavirus uh, seventeen years ago. Oh, they did. Good for and, them. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, and research was being done at Fort Detrick, uh, uh, supposedly are creating pathogens to create vaccines to counter them. Uh, so uh, the suggestion has been made that. Uh, that there was an accidental release of that, and uh, an article in in Nature uh, uh, years ago uh, said uh, people people have been quoting. Well, the, the recent comment on that old article was that people are citing this article to indicate that the virus originated at the Fort Detrick lab. Uh, that. That couldn't be possible because uh, it would incriminate uh, Fort Detrick, sure. basically. Right. But it's possible, in your opinion, that it, yeah. it was a yeah. bioweapon thing. Yeah. And I guess it could be po- very possible that this was a whole controlled release thing for all kinds of political reasons. Uh, yeah. Hmm? Uh, yeah. They shut down the, uh, the lab in July or August and... Uh, then there was the epidemic of uh, uh, lung damage or pneumonia blamed on vaping poisons. Hmm. But then shortly after that, the, the uh, Wuhan episode. So um, so if some of these strains were lab-created. Does that pose a, a more substantial problem for the human immune system to, to deal with it if it's coming from outside of them, but it could be already in there anyway. I'm kind of confused. Uh, uh, well, uh, in, in the lab, you can uh, uh, accelerate evolutionary changes and make uh, very improbable uh, things that, that might never statistically happen yeah. in, in a living organism. Which makes it just not easy for the human body to, to work with it. Because uh, yeah. evolution, you just kind of figure it out as you go. With these yeah, viruses yeah. that are that are theoretically everywhere, right? These viruses. Yes, yeah. and in these labs, researching pathogens, creating pathogens to imagine an attack and how to create a vaccine to it. 
the the pathogens they create uh, are more imaginative, I, I think, than nature. Yeah, I mean, so it's. I guess it's evident that the, somebody's going to come out with a vaccine for this thing soon, right? Um, and they'll yeah, probably then want everybody to get it or sell it or. Uh, yeah, that, that's why the uh, stock uh, prices of, of that vaccine company have gone up so much because they say they're <clears throat> uh, close to coming oh. to the market with it. But uh, the trouble is that uh, for <clears throat> ever since before the swine flu, uh, the guy that got fired for uh, exposing the non-existence of the swine flu. Uh, uh, he he was uh, warning the, that the whole thing is pointless because flu viruses mutate faster than you can uh, create a, a vaccine and test it for safety. So by the, by the time you can show that a, a vaccine is effective and safe, uh, there will be no flu left to... To do, to do anything to with. Prevent, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, because you would have to make a flu virus a year before the flu season, anyway. Uh, I, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> if the lab was very clever, they could uh, pr- produce the disease uh, a year ahead. And yeah, then, and put that one out there. Yeah. Well, what do you think? There's there's been people around over the years that have that have conjectured that this HIV thing is not really a virus that you can see and it's just not there and there's a German Supreme Court that just uphold a biologist claim this article that we put on our website that measles virus does not exist it just doesn't exist uh, yeah but I've followed Peter Duesberg's argument closely mm-hmm. now for 35 or 40 years and uh, I, I he has never been proven wrong uh, he lost his research grants uh, and uh, is now uh, officially out of the science world because he persists with his evidence. Uh, and uh, and what evidence before, is that? Let's recap. What evidence did, has Duesberg said for the last forty years that that, that, uh, that there is? He says it's uh, the, the um, genetic uh, the DNA strip is a retrovirus. He says it's a harmless retrovirus, and we're full of uh, such DNA. When we're under stress, it shows up in the blood, so you can have a blood test for it, but all it's showing is that you're a, a stressed individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just one of <clears throat> one of many <clears throat> uh, uh, pieces of DNA that uh, shows up in this cloud at the time he was presenting his argument, uh, this other information of microvesicles uh, carrying DNA and RNA all through the body uh, every time we're under stress, uh, that just wasn't known uh, except to this uh, the ac- acupuncture world. Uh, but uh, it's now a common knowledge that stress causes uh, retrovirus material uh, to explode into the bloodstream so you can uh, find it and, and sell a, a blood test for uh, just about any, anything you can imagine. So which follows then with some people, they go through this, quote, flu season, unquote, 
and they're stressed or worry and angst and, and they'll come up with something where somebody else won't because it's, it's already there and it just manifests itself. Um, yeah, uh, and people uh, have tested uh, uh, blood samples taken uh, in army recruits uh, decades before anyone suggested that there was uh, AIDS or HIV virus right, right. Uh, from the 1960s, for example, and giving the standard uh, DNA analysis to those blood samples every year tested half percent of the population uh, uh, tested positive for AIDS. Uh, every year, steady as far back as they had blood samples, 0.5% has tested positive. And uh, more recently, uh, when you go across and actually look at random blood samples, it's still half a percent is infected. But and if you pick out if you pick out sick people, yeah, you, you'll find a very high percentage. So I guess it's possible. All, this is all conjecture, but the whole thing with the gay lifestyle could have been—I don't know—just fear uh, and uh, angst and, and and maybe guilt and and. Um, you Peter know. Duisberg said uh, it correlated exactly with their use of particular drugs. The drug causes stress and causes the virus to come out, as well as causing the sickness. So there was a correspondence, but it was caused by drug use. Oh, by giving the drug to to the people who, uh, well, yeah. who tested after, positive. After the uh, uh, oh. treatment came out, uh, uh, Duisburg said, "You're creating the virus that you're." You're treating, but uh, before that, wow. he, he he correlated that there in the Bay Area in particular. Yes, there there was a fad <clears throat> of using particular uh, vasodilator drugs <clears throat> uh, uh, for, for <clears throat> uh, a pleasure experience. Yeah, like a, yeah. a, a, a poppers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. And how did that tie into it with the gay community with the poppers? Uh, 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 that that particular uh, drug uh, creates a, a very intense stress reaction that uh, causes the release of, of these retroviruses. So Duisberg argument, and you followed him for you've been following him for forty years, Duisberg. Um, uh, yeah, from his, his first arguments around nineteen eighty two, I think it was. My goodness, and so people that tested positive, and that's a certain percentage. Um, then they would take the AIDS drug, and then that would that would blow the thing up. Mm-hmm. Could they pass on this this thing to somebody else through sexual encounters? Uh, oh, um, probably. I guess the, the, the same way a, a mother passes on uh, uh, these microvesicles. It's it's a normal thing to pass for whatever is circulating in your bloodstream uh, to show up in the, the egg or the sperm. Right. Well, Dr. Ray Pete is with us, Patrick Timponi. Dr. Pete, stay right there. We're going to take a quick little break here. Well, uh, please tell folks about One Radio Network, as you heard the last show and now this show. You hear things that are just different from what you hear around the rest of the world, and we like that because that's where we're trying to just keep digging and digging 
We're not saying that every guest has the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, but it's up for you to make your own decision about that. Judge the people and their experience and where they've been and how this might fit into your life or not. Patrick Timpone, One Radio Network. Previously with Peter Ragnar, who's a great example of staying young and healthy, we asked him what kinds of things he takes. Personally, for myself, I look at all of the supplements that help bolster and harmonize my hormones. And, you know, this is both for men and and for women. And, uh, uh, when you go online, there's so much information about that out there. I, I have actually, I heard on uh, one of your advertisements there, Patrick, about the pine pollen. I personally take pine pollen, which uh, is, I think it's an amazing product, uh, has an amazing effect upon the body. Peter, it's one of our favorites, too. Pine pollen, any of these are thrival links. You have the pine pollen pure potency, pine pollen gold, and if you'd like to get it every month, the auto ship is the best price. Also, Stephen Buner's book, exclusively on pine pollen, is right there on the site too, Daniel's site. Right here on OneRadioNetwork.com. Brian Clement, who heads up the Hippocrates Institute in Florida, talked about saunas here. Elkie writes in for Brian Clements. Would Brian give us some tips on what supplements we would need to take if we do saunas several times a week to replenish lost minerals from sweating. Well, Dr. Rao, who you had on, is a colleague and a friend. We do often conferences together in Europe, and I agree. We have saunas here. I take a sauna, so you know this, no matter where I travel in the world, 365 days a year. I think it's mandatory. Really? 87%, listen closely, 87% more heavy metals and chemicals come out in an infrared. Well, no wonder we feel better when we take these saunas. We have the relax. Yes, we do. And there's also a scientific proof, if you believe in any kind of science, that you can do, say, a urine push. In other words, um, you can do some ETDDA or something like that and pee and then test your, your, your metals that come out. There could be some, you know, whatever, mercury or uh, arsenic, or stuff like that, lead. And then you can do a, a far infrared sauna for about 30 minutes you do the test, the P-test again, and actually more of these guys come out through the kidney, uh, kidneys for sure. And I, I would just uh, conjecture, I guess, then the, uh, the feces as well. So not only are we getting a lot of stuff out through the skin, but then, you know, the heavy metals which go in this toxic stuff, which uh, has been shown to be in the fat, it'll come out the pee and uh, poop as well. So these things are really helping you to detoxify. Uh, for what it's worth, I do one almost every day of my life, and I just do it. I, they, they've been incredibly helpful for me uh, to stay well and uh, happy, happy boy. Um, so if you'd like to get one, we have uh, the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. They're made in Taiwan, uh, medical university. They've won several awards for the technology, the far infrared rays. You sit in there, you see the picture. If you're uh, listening to the show on video this morning, you see the picture there. And you can uh, just email me and we'll give you one for $1,150 delivered lower 48. And we ship them all over the world, all over the world, the lower 48. And uh, if you live in um, in the EU, for example, it'll come with the proper plug. It'll just work just fine for you. 
So that's the relaxed far infrared sauna. I think the retail is about thirteen hundred bucks. I don't think you can calculate a, a dollar figure to what this uh, the goodness it can do for you to help detoxify whatever you know is going on around there in planet Earth, which is kind of strange these days. Uh, so it's a good, great investment. But you have to email me to get the deal because uh, we can't put it in print. Patrick at One Radio Network Com. Just a quick uh, plug here on the AquaCare hydrogen machine. Folks have been asking if they can uh, get these uh, shipped to Europe. You see the picture here if you're listening on video. Yes, you can. George sends it with a little adapter. So if you live in the EU, anywhere in Japan, uh, this will work for your particular plug. They they do ship them all over the world. And the one-year, uh, no questions asked money back guarantee for this hydrogen browns gas producing machine uh, works for the promo code one radio and then the one year uh, no questions asked money back and then a lifetime warranty uh, just so you know on uh, one radio network.com you can click an order if you want to get one of these guys and we think they're just really cool uh, just pretty amazing technology and uh, just um, email me if you have any questions or use promo code one radio on the on the uh, machine we are listener supported one radio network we're talking with Dr. Ray Pete, uh, and he's here the uh, first, uh, the third Monday of each month at 10:30 Central. So we're real grateful you take the time to do this, Dr. Pete. Thank you. Uh, people really enjoy hearing from you. You want to do some e- emails? You want to do some? Okay. You want? okay? Uh, here is from Amy. I broke three bones on my left shoulder on Friday, March 6, fractured the right knee. I used Tabasco for topical pain relief. It's working for me. What can I do to aid in the speeding up of healing? I'm not planning on surgery. Have you used any magnets, uh, Dr. Pete? Have you ever used magnets? And what else can she put on this guy topically to help heal or internally? Uh, the, the Tabasco idea is a, a traditional uh, medical idea to increase circulation. I, I think it does work. Uh, ultrasound um, uh, Gentle, uh, low low energy, low frequency ultrasound uh, greatly accelerates bone healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can get a, a cheap uh, uh, a- apparatus for uh, I think around a hundred dollars. Yes, yes, you can. Uh, and um, applying uh, that a little bit every day uh, does internally it probably imitates the the action of the tabasco sauce and red light uh has a similar uh, increase uh, uh open blood vessels and uh, uh accelerate energy production and speed healing mm-hmm. does it have to be some fancy red light with the particular uh, uh, no, or it could just uh, be the chicken lamps, uh, the ones that we use, right? Uh, yeah, sunlight yeah. Is, is best because mm-hmm. it increases your vitamin D, which is the other mm-hmm. essential uh, bone healing factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was uh, diagnosed with an x-ray with a little burn sp- bone spur on C4, C5, you know, kind of thing. And and uh, one of the chiropractors recommended one of those ultrasound machines, <clears throat> you know, to help that whole thing just kind of normalize itself. And I don't know. I got. I think it was like 150 bucks. And it's really nice, and uh, um, they're easy to use too, aren't they? Um, yeah. The, um, uh, 
they accelerate uh, wound healing in general. Uh, someone found that I- infected tonsils healed up when they put a, hmm. an ultrasound probe on them. Hmm. Pretty interesting. Here's an email. You, uh, Dr. Pete, you said that potatoes, rice, and hominy are good foods. So does that mean that you don't care about the glycemic index or load that it may be on our body? Um, I, yeah, uh, I, I'm... Uh, Cautious about the starches. Uh, any starch, uh, if you uh, take it, uh, even when it's well cooked, uh, a load of starch can pass directly into your bloodstream. In mouse experiments, uh, they could show that uh, any any of the starches with grains r- ranging from five microns to a hundred microns. Uh, all of those could pass through the wall of the intestine into the bloodstream unless there was uh, a lot of fat and fiber taken with it. Uh, and uh, uh, the, once these get into the bloodstream, uh, it, the particles uh, might be bigger than capillaries, uh, and depending on the size, uh, they can plug blood vessels and, and cause uh, tissue cells to be deprived of, of blood supply. Hmm. Uh, so uh, I, I stopped eating most starches um, about 40 years ago when, when I read that research. Uh, uh, the research has been repeated uh, many times now, so it's, uh, it wasn't just one person's yes. uh, uh, exceptional. And so then what kind of foods did you drop out after uh, believing uh, this research to be accurate? Rice, wheat, potatoes, uh, primarily. Uh, the only starch I eat now, uh, hominy uh, or tortillas made uh, with the uh, lime process called nixtamalized, nixtamalized corn. Yeah. What's hominy? I, I, you know, of course, we've heard of hominy grits. Can you actually buy hominy that's kind of a, you could make a little cereal with butter or whatever and be good for yeah. you? Can you buy it? Uh, yeah, the the lime breaks down the starch, uh, so that uh, I, I had students experiment with it, and uh, it didn't have any of those uh, uh, harmful effects that we could identify. Uh, it, uh, the lime also digests the protein, makes it more nutritious. Can you purchase how many that's already been all limed up and ready to go? Uh, yeah, except uh, the canned. Uh, uh, whole wet honey oh. almost always comes with uh, additives to to keep it white, uh, and the sulfite uh, can be dangerous for a lot of people. Can you buy organic dry honey that's been? Yeah, 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 uh, uh, and um, you just uh, cook it up. Uh, it's the same as honey grits, only in big pieces. And so, generally, they've all been that nixtamization thing has already been done. Uh, yeah, yeah, huh. it isn't it isn't hominy unless it's been oh, uh, cook, cooked in lime. Uh-huh. Huh. Does that you think that Bob's Red Mill guy does he do hominy? The pretty good place that does these kind of products. You know him? I, I don't don't know about it. But but you can actually buy if it's hominy, it's been uh, what's yeah. that word? Nixtamized. Nixtamalized. Nixtamalized, mm-hmm. and that's the, that that takes away the whole that thing. Uh, yeah. that, that it it take, takes out most of the polyunsaturated fat. It increases the niacin content, 
and it predigests the starch to a great extent. Could that be part of the issue that all of the the no-grain people are not really talking about, but could be an issue with people having a hard time with eating these grains, you know, the, the gundries with the lectins and all that, these people? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, in in the, the U.S. southern states, uh, pellagra, uh, was a, a big problem, but the because they were uh, eating corn without uh, the lime treatment, uh, the uh, Central Americans, Mexicans, South Americans, Chinese, everyone uh, for, for thousands of years were cooking their grains in ashes, uh, producing uh, uh, sodium hydroxide or potassium hydroxide or burned limestone for the lime. Uh, and they were detoxifying uh, their grains, but at the same time, that would produce a, a lot of uh, uh, niacin uh, and uh, reduce the, the leucine content. But without that, uh, people were uh, uh, getting getting very sick uh, with uh, pellagra. Have you? Can you lead us to a um, a concise, clear way that we can do this whole lime thing at home if we want to eat some of these starches? Uh, yeah, you, you can buy uh, powdered lime at, at any. Uh, I, I think some of the, the the big markets like like Whole Food are probably selling it now, but uh, uh, for sure at, at any Latino market. Powdered lime, right? Uh, yeah, and then if you um, want a big kettle, uh, like a, a gallon of water, uh, you put in. Uh, a, maybe a pound or two of, of uh, corn kernels and a, a big uh, tablespoon, heaping tablespoon or two of, of the lime mm-hmm. and boil it until the uh, seeds swell up uh, to about the size of an olive <laughs> and get soft. And uh, uh, that, that's how many of uh, the uh, cellulose coating uh, separates from it at that time, so uh, you can uh, stir it and, and uh, strain off the uh, the flaky material that isn't pleasant. And that's how they do it in, in, in uh, Mexico, right? Because they kind of uh, yeah. know they kind of know that it works better for the body in tortillas. Uh, yeah, and tastes much better. It's interesting. Uh, ordinary bread, uh, even if you chew it uh, for quite a while, you don't notice. The sweetness from from your saliva acting on it, but with a, a, a tortilla or hominy, in just about thirty seconds, you can taste the sweetness appearing. Interesting. Can you? What if you like to, to make your own bread and you use some heirloom wheat, like einkorn or something? Could you do the whole lime thing with that? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, someone has been emailing me from Italy, trying the process on. Uh, all the different old traditional grains. Yeah. And she says they, they all work very well. So you could do the same thing. You do a gallon maybe of water, a pound of uh, the wheat berries, einkorn would be the old traditional one. And you do the same thing with a tablespoon of lime and boil it and then could then make your bread from that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. 
you learned this down in Mexico, right? When you were, you were down there for a long time. Uh, yeah. So you said fat and fiber. So what if you do a baked potato and put a lot of butter and eat, eat some fiber, some kind of um, psyllium or something like that? Would that would that make it easier? Uh, well, the potato itself, especially if you eat the peeling, uh, that there's enough fiber in that if you have lots of cream or butter on it. Oh, so that, that helps it to be more digestible. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Pete, great stuff. Dr. Pete, should we be worried about melatonin in our food? Melatonin in our food. No, not that I know of. Mm-hmm. I, it, it can be toxic if if you buy it in a pill and uh, take uh, outrageous doses. Uh, 10 milligrams, I, I think, uh, can upset your hormones. But uh, the physiological uh, amount of melatonin uh, one milligram is safe. Mm-hmm. Dr. Ray Peters with us, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com, March 16. Please pass on these links to everyone that you care about. Dr. Pete, you recommended drinking kale broth, but what about herbs such as tarragon or parsley or dill and so on? Um, many, many of those are very full of allergens. So if you have any, any digestive problems or respiratory congestion, uh, you, you should check uh, your sensitivity to those foods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's another email. You have mentioned that our teeth are absorb calcium. Would washing our mouths out with lime water help restore our enamel? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, superficial uh, cavities, uh, not, not cavities, but superficial uh, Im- imperfections uh, will uh, pick up calcium uh, uh, right out of the the solution. Calcium phosphate yeah, uh, yeah. crystallizes right into the yeah. the solution. But uh, uh, the uh, the same lime solution you cook the uh, corn in probably won't help, except as a, a, a uh, detergent effect. Baking soda is a good detergent uh, to uh, clean, uh, or remove uh, the, the starch or sugar particles, uh, but uh, it, it needs the uh, the phosphate with the calcium for, for these repair processes in the enamel defects. We, we've been promoting a product called Pearlsium, which is from real pearls. And they seem to do that. I've seen in my own teeth where it actually fills up little ridges, you know, mm-hmm. fills up little ridges. Because it's, it's the kind of calcium you said that works, and I forget the name of it. Uh, I think that's calcium carbonate. Cal- calcium carbonate, right. Uh, yeah, the, the first calcium to be laid down in the bones, for example, is calcium carbonate. And then as it ages and matures, it uh, takes up the phosphate. <laughs> oh, interesting. Cody writes in from Florida. I was listening to the show. I heard Dr. Pete oh, mention that he doesn't eat potatoes. I'm interested to know why. And I, I think we covered that one, right? We've already mm-hmm. co- covered the potato thing. So even though potatoes with a lot of uh, cream and the, the skins, you just still pass on those, knowing what you... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, mostly for the allergenic effect of that whole family. Uh, tomatoes, eggplant, uh, bell peppers... Uh, for example, oh, the whole uh, nightshade thing. Do you think there's something there's something real with that? Uh, yeah, quite a few people have an allergic sensitivity to it. 
Dr. Ray Pete. Uh, here's Beth in uh, Norton, Illinois. Do you have any theories on what would make a person susceptible to getting shingles or thoughts on how to prevent them shingles? Um, uh, yeah, it's a, a stress uh, breakout uh, of the chickenpox uh, virus uh, of the herpes family. Uh, and it's probably involving those um, microparticles that are are shed by uh, cells under stress. And uh, aspirin, by reducing stress and inflammation, uh, all of the anti-inflammatory things help to uh, prevent the, the uh, cycling, uh, recurring uh, episodes of shingles. Uh, uh, once it starts, uh, then it just uh, has to play out over a period of a week or so. Uh, but during that time, if you do all of the anti-stress things, vitamin D, uh, lots of milk and uh, orange juice, uh, uh, some some aspirin, uh, uh, vitamin K has some anti-inflammatory effects uh, that uh, protect the blood vessels. Good old aspirin does that. So so I know some of my friends out of town who go to traditional doctors, they have them on these little aspirins for this or that. Not a bad idea then? Um, yeah, the, it, aspirin actually has germicidal uh, antiviral uh, properties. Hmm. Uh, uh, th- there was a, a study done in Washington, D.C. Uh, of AIDS patients giving them big doses of aspirin, and they were improving, and the study was called off despite the disappearance of of the AIDS symptoms. Mm -hmm. But going back, though, um, if these viruses, like you've been talking about in our first guest, are really doing a lot of things they're supposed to do, what would be a situation where we want to go in and try to kill them with this or that? I'm kind of on on the confused with that idea. Uh, kill, kill which the virus? Kill the, yeah, kill the virus, right? Uh, the, um, the, the some of the, when when your body can't integrate them, the the body starts to disintegrate. Uh, it's a matter of energy. <clears throat> mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You you can uh, repair yourself and advance to the next stage of functioning if you have the uh, the energy to do it. Uh, but when when you're just not uh, using oxygen properly, mm-hmm. uh, so the things that create stress are are those that uh, block oxygen use, and you end up producing lactic acid. Uh, instead, uh, wasting the glucose, making lactic acid, and the lactic acid uh, accelerates the process, uh, uh, producing inflammation uh, and uh, further reducing the ability to use uh, oxygen because uh, that process is part of wound healing, uh, which is a reversion to a primitive, uh, like uh, in the uh, First stages of growth of the fertilized egg, it relies on a very energetic 
uh, use uh, of uh, uh, the, the energy supply, uh, wasteful use of oxygen uh, to um, produce uh, intensely fast growth. Uh, the, the lactic acid production is good during wound healing, but for the whole organism, uh, you want to get quickly out of that stage and back to oxygen use for uh, full energy production and uh, with, with aging and accumulated toxins and such uh, it becomes harder to uh, uh, restore the full oxidative metabolism so uh, any little uh, viral threat uh, can become permanent uh, uh, so that's the argument for people in a weakened condition on meds and nursing homes and all that you know that might be a, a case to go in and try to Manipulate to because they don't have the energy to to deal with it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and car- carbon dioxide is what should be produced in producing energy rather than lactic acid. Hmm. Uh, and uh, one of the things that will make it easier for, for example, a, a wounded or sick or aged person to uh, restore their energy is. Uh, uh, for example, uh, bathing in uh, uh, carbon dioxide in a bathtub or a, or a bag, you, you absorb it through your skin, and uh, that increased level of carbon dioxide uh, turns off the inflammatory process, uh, suppresses the wasteful production of, of lactic acid, and the uh, reduced lactic acid uh, tends to turn off all of these uh, virus release processes. Hmm. And how do we, what do we put in the bath to do the whole thing through the skin to create more carbon dioxide internally? Uh, uh, you, you absorb, uh, in, they've known that in um, mineral springs that are rich in carbon dioxide and bicarbonates, uh, the, the bicarbonate itself is turned in the surface of the skin into carbon dioxide and is absorbed into the skin even though the carbon dioxide in the bloodstream is very high normally compared to the water you're bathing in. Hmm. The body has such an affinity for it, it will pull it out of the water, converting bicarbonate to carbon dioxide at the surface and then absorbing the carbon dioxide. And uh, the pure gas, uh, likewise, uh, enters uh, the skin, uh, dissolves in the body fluids uh, very well. So you're talking about actually putting baking soda in your bathtub? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that traditional thing, uh, uh, a pound or so of baking soda and uh, maybe some Epsom salts with it. Mm-hmm. But both both of those, the the magnesium will be absorbed better uh, for the uh, bicarbonate that goes into the body with it. And that that would be the argument too for a little bit of baking soda, even internally, if you want it. Um, yeah, oh. and on the skin, it's uh, uh, remarkably therapeutic. Uh, hmm. Doctor Ray Pete is with us, Patrick Timpone. It is March sixteenth. Please tell folks about our our show here and. Uh, we have a lot of uh, very interesting people, as you can hear. What does Dr. Pete from Chris in Canada think about uh, hearing loss? My doctor said, well, we just kind of uh, 
lose some of our hearing as we get older. Is there anything I can do to reverse this? Uh, thyroid is the single most important thing. Hmm. Uh, uh, there have been a, a couple of publications showing that uh, high estrogen uh, damages uh, the the uh, hair cells in the hearing apparatus, uh, and uh, I think prolactin, uh, along with the estrogen, uh, you want to make sure those aren't elevated. They tend to go up with aging, uh, and uh, the thyroid and vitamin D are among the things that. Uh, prevent uh, those types of damage to the uh, apparatus of the inner ear. Mm -hmm. Larry writes in, I'm 73, male, atherosclerosis. My left card, how do you say that? Carotid artery? How do you say it? C-A-R-T-I-D. Oh, oh, carotid. Carotid artery, sorry. 100% occluded. And a year ago, my right carotid was 70% occluded, according to last week's ultrasound. My occlusion is getting worse, and my doctor wants me to have an angiogram. Does Dr. Pete have any suggestions for maybe non-invasive alternative tests and or um, um, issues? He said, I've used liquid ETDA, vitamin D3, vitamin DK2, natalkinase, liposomal magnesium, and but uh, that's not uh, helped the condition. Um, the process we were talking about in relation to the virus, uh, the angiotensin system is at the root of uh, the development of atherosclerosis. Uh, and uh, experiments in animals and people show that you can uh, reverse the process and start getting the, the plaques uh, unloaded. Uh, using the ACE inhibitors uh, and the angiotensin receptor blockers. What's an ACE inhibitor? Oh, uh, the, the enzyme that makes angiotensin, uh, the, the first uh, approach they had was a, 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 a molecule that block, blocks the function of that enzyme, so you don't make angiotensin, but it's m more immediate and uh, complete. You can get 100% blockage of the, uh, uh, the, the receptor, uh, so the angiotensin uh, stops having its, its harmful effect uh, with the blocker, uh, low sartan, for example. Uh, a, a recent, uh, last week, I think, article in Lancet magazine by uh, uh, three European doctors uh, researching lung uh, function warned the public not to use losartan as the Chinese had recommended. Uh, and uh, these European doctors, uh, I, I think, failed to read uh, enough of the research of the preceding 10 or 15 years uh, because losartan uh, protects... Uh, the, the Chinese have good evidence that it's protective against the inflammatory processes of of the virus, but separate research completely unrelated to the virus shows that the molecules like losartan help to reverse atherosclerosis, hmm. have a, a very general anti-inflammatory process. Even migraine headaches, it's now recognized as a very helpful thing, along with serotonin receptor 
blockers, serotonin and angiotensin and histamine are very closely interactive with processes like migraine and atherosclerosis. And is losartan a, a, a pharmaceutical med? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's, I think, the cheapest of them and among the most effective. Can you buy, like, natural or get, take natural ACE inhibitors or androtensin guys? Uh, uh, progesterone, progesterone is huh. the body's natural. It lowers the uh, receptor production, uh, so it's uh, not as immediate and powerful as these pharmaceutical drugs. But It works. It, it, uh, yeah, it works. So actually a progesterone cream, even for a guy, would help to deplaque the body? Um, yeah, slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not as not powerfully. How about high-dose vitamin C? We've often heard that that'll do it. Any... Any research showing that's true? A little, hmm. but uh, it it has its side effects too. Too much? I mean, uh, what? Yeah, uh, the the manufactured stuff yeah. is is never absolutely clean. And, yeah. uh, uh, an experimenter using distilled water uh, put a gram of of reagent grade highest purity ascorbic acid into it, and then put it in a uh, an electron spin resonance apparatus and showed it was uh, uh, as full of free radicals as a killing dose of x-rays. Wow. Really? <laughs> Speaking of x-rays, if one does an x-ray or it has to do or guys go out and do CT scans, are those things that we could, if we want to do that, it, to to minimize the ill effects of x-rays or it's just something that happens in the body will the body repair from any damage X-rays do. Oh, uh, all of the anti-inflammatory things uh, do help. Do they? Uh, uh, Low sartan included. <laughs> Low sartan. It's protective against X-rays like progesterone uh, and uh, uh, even turmeric and things like uh, aspirin. Turmeric. Yeah. 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 Um, here is an email from Ty, sixty-five-year-old, taking two grains of Nature Throid daily. Eat Good Foods have experiment with many approaches to reverse type 2 diabetes level. Don't want sugar meds. Some ideas of what I can do? Uh, well, uh, vitamin D uh, is helpful. Uh, uh, vitamin K uh, is another thing that helps to handle the, the calcium, mm-hmm. uh, which helps to handle the sugar. Uh, thyroid and vitamin D work so closely together, you can't really uh, separate their effects. Uh, a little little plug here for Sir Thrival, Daniel Vitalis. They have a vitamin D K2 uh, product on through any Sir Thrival link. Very, very clean ingredients, nothing yucky in there. Very good. Uh, so you get the vitamin D and the K2 as well. Uh, some folks take these big doses of vitamin D, and there's actually a company that's putting out a 50,000 kind of unit thing. Well, in general, uh, how do folks kind of figure out a vitamin D dosage if they want to take extra vitamin D? During the winter, uh, 5,000 units a day is uh, able to uh, bring most people up into the uh, middle of the range, uh, 50 nanograms per milliliter. Uh, 50 to 60 is, is a good, healthy range. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and for some reason, uh, I guess doctors don't figure people are going to uh, take their daily vitamins, so they like to prescribe these 50,000 uh, <laughs> unit doses once a month or once a week until mm. oh, I the see. person gets the level up. But would it, would it actually uh, hang in there all that time? I mean, 50,000? Um, yeah, it, it's um, mm. oil-soluble, so uh, one dose will uh, uh, in, increase uh, your blood level gradually because it, it goes first into your fat tissues wow. uh, and, and then uh, is gradually assimilated uh, into your circulating uh, blood. Downsides to having too much, D? Yeah, but uh, it's highly exaggerated in the experiments. Uh, it takes a million units a day for many days before you get the real calcification. Uh-huh. But a lot of people try to discourage its use by saying that you can get calcified blood vessels right. with fairly moderate doses. Uh, but uh, what I, I think the biggest misunderstanding uh, of vitamin D and calcium is that, uh, that they think that the calcium you eat and the vitamin D are going to go right into your soft tissues. But what causes calcification of the soft tissues is a failure of energy, exactly the energy process that causes atherosclerosis and and all of the inflammatory processes. Uh, The parathyroid hormone and aldosterone, aldosterone is part of the renin-angiotensin aldosterone system, uh, increasing your blood pressure and and, uh, all of the stress-related, virus-related conditions. Uh, uh, Parathyroid hormone and aldosterone collaborate to knock down your energy production and shift you over to lactic acid production. Parathyroid hormone, uh, is its main function is to pull calcium out of your bones uh, for emergency use in the bloodstream. So uh, when your aldosterone and parathyroid hormone are high, you'll have increased blood calcium and the calcification of the soft tissues, which is a precursor to uh, atherosclerosis and hardening of the arteries. But if you lower your aldosterone and parathyroid hormone by having enough calcium and salt in your diet, lots of calcium in your diet, it can be thousands of milligrams a day, will tend not to calcify your your arteries, but to lower the parathyroid hormone along with vitamin D, uh, lowering the parathyroid. And when the lower the parathyroid is lower, your mitochondria are able to work full speed uh, to produce energy, which uh, keeps calcium where it belongs in the bones, not in the blood vessels. So warning people not to eat calcium and restrict their vitamin D is exactly what's going to increase your blood calcium and your blood vessel calcification. Whoa. So these dark greens are good, right? Collards and all kale. Uh, Cook these uh, babies up, uh, right? They're good for uh, you. 
Uh, yeah, because they have the highest ratio of, of calcium and magnesium to phosphate. Mm-hmm. Uh, phosphate, uh, phosphorus in nuts, seeds, and meat, and fish, the high phosphate to calcium ratio increases your parathyroid hormone, uh, damages your bones, and puts the calcium into your blood, uh, blood vessels. Oh, and nuts, seeds, and meat. Yeah, it's the high calcium. So are you making an argument for like just a vegetarian greens thing? Well, it's best to let the cow eat the greens right. and, and then drink the milk drink and the eat milk. the cheese. <laughs> uh, because, because the cow has the apparatus to detoxify the, the greens. Uh, the greens, uh, the, the plant doesn't want its leaves to be eaten, so it puts irritants and digestion blockers into the leaves. The leaves and seeds have uh, defensive toxic chemicals to uh, prevent being eaten by insects <laughs> and, and cows. Uh, and so the cow has the extra stomach, which uh, favors the, the growth of microorganisms, which destroy those toxins and release the amino acids and other nutrients hmm. to uh, form form the milk. Uh, so a, a cow is a detox factory. <laughs> um, have you ever had... Uh the ba- the Basque I think it's sheep cheese the Basque cheese Basque oh yeah I eat it wow. every day man is that uh, the best ever cheese or what I I, I like it um, yeah I, wonderful I, I like almost all cheeses but <laughs> I, every day I do eat the sheep cheese that's funny that's great yeah sheep cheese good stuff okay let's go to the phones good morning you're on the air with Dr Ray Pete who's this Hi, good morning. My name is Mo. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. Dr. Pete, thank you for being here for us. I uh, hadn't drunk orange juice in 20 years, and after listening to your show, I started to drink the orange juice, and for the first time in 25 years, my hands and feet for the last six months were nice and warm, and now they are back to being cold, so I don't know what the deal is here. And also, first time, um, my thyroid test came out 0.1, and it was always 2 and 3, and the doctor kept saying, it's normal, it's normal. So I'm wondering what's going on, and also, I want to know about your formulation for progesterone cream. Is it done by one company or the same formula? Okay, let's let's do all those. So... So you saying that at first when you did the orange juice, then your hands got warmer, and then then yeah. they then they didn't, and then you said the tighter. You mean you're talking about your TSH? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your TSH went from where? From two and three to point one. I was thrilled to bits. <laughs> well, that's good, right? It goes down, Doctor Pete, right? Or her TSH went down, right? Yeah. Yes. Normal. Normally, when you look at healthy people, they have the lowest TSH, but also stress hormones can lower it. So if something caused your your cortisol and adrenaline to go sharply up, that also could account for lowering the TSH. Uh, so in, in that case, it's important to look at your temperature, heart rate, and also if you have a blood test for T3, the T3 is the active hormone uh, that produces the heat. Uh, well, how, how could the orange juice help her 
must her, her thyroid must have wor- start working better to get more circulation in her hands and feet? It, it does contain uh, the reason I recommend it uh, as a, a, a favorite carbohydrate is that it comes with uh, many very powerful anti-inflammatory uh, flavonoids, uh, naringin, and uh, uh, nobilitin, and, and a whole variety of very uh, uh, anti-inflammatory things that uh, can help your thyroid work. Uh, but uh, when, when your hands, hands suddenly get cold, it, it's very important to, to look for what's happening. Uh, sometimes it could be uh, calcium deficiency or vitamin D deficiency uh, interfering with energy production by, by increasing parathyroid hormone. Uh, uh, not getting enough salt in your diet is another thing. Salt and calcium uh, work closely to hold down the uh, aldosterone parathyroid system. Wow, so it gets a little complicated. So you are, uh, uh, and my dear, you were interested in knowing something about a progesterone formula? Yeah, oh. that Dr. Ray Pete has. Is, uh, yeah, where could the, I get the, it, and uh, are they all okay. same, whichever company? Yeah, he'll, he'll tell you here. Just uh, listen, okay? Uh, yeah, the, the formula I designed in the 1970s, uh, uh, progesterone in, in vitamin E, and natural uh, uh, coconut oil uh, that has been made ever since uh, by a company called Kinogen. Ketogen? Uh, uh, Kinogen, yeah. The email is kinogen at gmail.com. Is that K-E-N like Nancy? Yeah, K-E-N-O-G-E-N. And so that's just progesterone, vitamin E, and coconut oil. Mm Mm-hmm. Kinogen, and you like that product because you, you developed the formula. Yeah. And so there you go. How's, does that help yeah. you? Is it just that one company that does that? Ecogen, whatever? Um, yeah, that's, that's the same company that I licensed it to long ago. Oh. Uh, okay. Thank you so much. You're quite welcome. Yeah. All your help. Yeah. Very interesting. Kinogen. So, so you, you believe that that's a, a better choice than just doing the progesterone cream a la carte, you know, like the, from the wild yams or something. Uh, uh, yeah, the, if you want to use it on your skin, mm-hmm. uh, it um, spreads more easily if you add uh, some coconut or olive oil because uh, it has so much vitamin E in it uh, that it's very viscous and can be diluted with, with about a, an equal part of uh, olive or coconut oil. Oh, cool. Uh, here's one for you. Uh, boy, this is a new one. I'm very interested if there are any movies that Dr. P found enjoyable or noteworthy as a positive experience for him. Also, any fiction books? <laughs> oh, um, none. I, I would have to think about that. Uh, I have uh, occasionally read fiction, and now and then I, I see a good movie, but uh, they aren't... On the top of my Nothing head. that comes to the top of your yeah. Let's. Mm-hmm. Doc, we ran a little late. Can you stick around for a few more minutes? Okay. 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 Stay right there. Yeah, guys. We normally end at noon and just keep them ninety minutes, but we got a lot of emails and we got started late. So um, I'd like you to stay right there, please. Previously, with the highly credentialed Dr. Thomas Levy, 
he argues, because the literature shows that oxidation is the cause of disease. But the whole point is the location, the concentration, the duration, the distribution of oxidized biomolecules determines 100% of all diseases. And so that's why I say oxidative stress doesn't cause disease. Oxidation is disease. Is disease. If there's no oxidized biomolecules, you don't have a toxin. The toxic effect is oxidation of biomolecules. That's the entirety of it. And by the grace of God, several months ago, George Wiseman said this about hydrogen. Hydrogen is the world's best antioxidant by a long shot. Hmm. First of all, it's 700 times uh, smaller than something like uh, CoQ10, 400 times smaller than vitamin C, things like that. So it can literally go, the hydrogen molecule can literally go through everything in your body and go right into the very DNA and repair it. So now it makes sense why George was able to say this back in August 2019 with such conviction. The body accepts that gas and uses it to heal everything. It's like the fountain of youth. It's a, astonishing the amount of ailments. In fact, in scientific studies, and they have over a thousand scientific studies now, they're showing that it either helps the body heal directly or indirectly from virtually every ailment that ails any water-based life form. Okay, I'm sold. And I was able to get one a couple of months ago, thanks to your support. It's called the AquaCure Hydrogen Machine. Breathe the gas and bubble the water. There's a promo code 1RADIO for 10% discount. I think a great investment for you, knowing what we know now. On OneRadioNetwork.com. About a year ago, I was in the throes of this uh, little tummy karma thing that, I, that I've had. And, and I was drinking just a whole lot of this pure, fresh, frozen aloe from one of our sponsors, um, Stockton Aloe One. And it was great, and it, it kept me kind of uh, on track, but it really didn't heal, right, the tummy, which, you know, there, there just had to be some kind of a gastritis thing going on or ulcer or something. And, you know, I just, I was very curious about that. And so as of late, uh, we found that there was some a subluxation in C4C5, which is directly tied in with the stomach and uh, the uh, vagus nerve. And that has been uh, been worked on over the last month. And now I'm back. I ordered three or four of the, uh, the Stockton L01. And uh, just amazing, really. So uh, this aloe product can really heal things in your tummy, all small intestine, things like that. Now I had this... Um, this energy with the subluxation and, you know, if you got the nerves pinched and all that, you know, the stomach is not going to do much of anything except survive. So help me survive, but it didn't heal. Not like it's doing now. And I'm only doing two, three, four, five ounces a day. And, um, wow, I'm just, I'm just so grateful. Uh, so this Stockton aloe one, if you'd like to try some aloe, this is pure aloe. It, uh, they, they just take out the, the meat and then they, they put it in the, in the bottle and they Flash, I can never say that. Flash freeze it, and then that's it. And it comes in frozen. It's all packaged up in nice styrofoam. You just throw out what you need, put it in a glass thing, and drink it. And if you want some, there's no sodium benzoate. There's nothing in there except uh, healing potential of aloe. 
and it's uh, very, very powerful. You can put this on your face. You can do a lot of stuff with it, but just drink it. And I would conjecture, and I'm just making it up. I don't know if it's true, but virtually anyone could have a good time with their stomach, their small and large intestine, to having uh, aloe into your body. It's just pretty, pretty miraculous. Stockton Aloe One, you can click and order on OneRadioNetwork.com. Nothing is more expensive than bad information. Know the source. OneRadioNetwork.com. Dr. Ray Pete is a PhD, and uh, he's a uh, Ray Pete, uh, Dot com. It is a raypeat.com, PhD, biology. Been at it for a very, very long time. He has a newsletter that you can sign up for, and he's going to give you the email here of how to do that. And then it's uh, every other month for a year or so, and it's really a great price. What's that newsletter, Doc, that uh, email? Uh, raypeatsnewsletter at gmail.com. Raypeatsnewsletter gmail.com. What was your latest one on? It has an S, Ray Pete's Oh, Ray Pete's, no, Ray Pete's newsletter. Yep. Yeah, we always put that on our, our front. We have a hot link there all right on the show. What's your latest newsletter about? Uh, Gilbert Ling's work. Uh, he died uh, last fall, uh, about a month short of 100 years. Uh, he, he was one of uh, my early influences in biology. Uh, my first couple of weeks in graduate school, I realized my professor was talking hot air and started reading uh, the background and, and found that every time he cited a source for his beliefs, uh, hmm. if I read in the same journals, I, I found better contradictory work that had been published by Gilbert Ling. And so I contacted him and uh, had been following his work steadily since 1968. Uh, so th- this newsletter is is explaining the, the meaning of of his work and uh, how how a, a sort of insanity hmm. uh, uh, took over uh, uh, bi- biological, uh, especially uh, uh, nerve function, uh, uh, electronic uh, uh, functions of, of cells. He uh, gave an actual, uh, clear, uh, consistent explanation where all of the standard things that people are still pretty much talking about are are essentially uh, impossible fantasies. Very interesting. Uh, here's an email from Joyce. I heard a, an old show with a guest that Patrick had on, Jonathan Wright, <clears throat> that suggested estriol... E-S-T-O-R-I-O-L could actually be used topically on the face for wrinkles. Does Dr. Pete think that's possible? It makes the, the skin take up water, uh, and uh-huh. so it will plump up the skin. Hmm. But meanwhile, it's um, altering the collagen. Estriol is the weakest estrogen, 10 times weaker than estradiol. Uh, but people uh, need to use 10 times more to get uh, the effect, and it, the effect is exactly the same as estradiol, the, the powerful, uh, uh, dangerous estrogen. Uh, and uh, uh, they they like to use it. Uh, I don't know if uh, it's still uh, 
practice, but for many years they used it on cattle because it made them take up water. And uh, when they started doing that, uh, a steak, uh, when you put it on a a frying pan, it tends to exude water. (laughs) And so it boils instead of frying. (laughs) But uh, estrogen does that to your skin, too. It makes it swell up with water, and so it looks smooth and shiny. Is that good? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not good. Oh, so, so you don't want to put estriol on your skin. It's just not a good idea. Yeah. Okay. It, it's it's pro aging. My my dissertation was on the <laughs> age accelerating effects of estrogen. Oh, you don't want to do that. And the estrogen is what we get from uh, what soybeans and things like that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't like those guys. Uh, I'd like to know what soap Dr. Pete uses. Many of the natural soaps are full of poofas. I, no, I use uh, pure coconut soap. Coconut soap, yeah, yeah. I have two questions. This one is from Mary. Can Dr. Pete talk about physiologic role of norepinephrine and noradrenaline? Wow. Um, I've the um, adrenaline system has been maligned. Uh, it's the fight-or-flight uh, immediate uh, response stress hormone. Uh, but it uh, does a- activate uh, other stress hormones, cortisol and so on. Uh, so it, it can, if, if it persists, it can be harmful. Uh, but uh, it, the, the history of it uh, maligning that has led people to over emphasize the opposite uh, parasympathetic uh, part of the nervous system, which uh, with uh, severe stress and aging, uh, the parasympathetic overtakes uh, the other side and uh, creates the degenerative processes. Uh, So uh, things that uh, momentarily increase the epinephrine uh, or uh, adrenaline side uh, can be very, very helpful uh, if they uh, are, are stopped soon enough. Uh, and uh, sugar and salt happen to be uh, uh, two of the, the nutrients uh, that will uh, limit uh, uh, uncontrolled uh, production of, of the adrenaline system. Uh, thyroid, uh, I've seen hypothyroid people who had uh, just... Uh, uh, hour, hour after hour, their their blood would be saturated with uh, as much as forty times the normal level of adrenaline, uh, compensating for the low thyroid function. Uh, and so, uh, when when you first take thyroid, uh, if you have been overproducing adrenaline, uh, you will experience a, a, a stress speedy uh, adrenaline. Reaction. Uh, people think that's the thyroid action, but actually the thyroid has a relaxing function. Uh, you have to adapt to it gradually by uh, getting your uh, estrogen or your adrenaline under control. Uh, and uh, having a sugar, sugary and salty foods while you're adjusting to your thyroid uh, will let you keep the adrenaline under control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, when you're uh, uh, thyroid function is good. Uh, adrenaline is all good. It, it uh, 
speeds your thinking and uh, uh, does uh, er everything helpful for adaptation. Uh, it's just the uh, overproduction of it, uh, usually from hypothyroidism, that becomes a, a stress problem. Hmm, very good. Thomas says, um, mid-40s, always had leg cramps for many, many years, and he, was, he said he would notice that sweet or salty in the evening would exacerbate it, and then, then he figured out that having lots of water before he went to bed would would really calm it all down, and he wanted to know um, what could be going on and why do people get cramps mainly at night when they are lying horizontally? Uh, the the uh, parasympathetic system turns on uh, when, when you lie down. Right. Uh, your adrenaline goes down, uh, and that's uh, the, the sort of thing I was just talking about. Uh, the, uh, the parasympathetic goes up at night, and uh, with age in particular, uh, the parasympathetic starts overpowering the adrenaline system. Uh, and uh, during the night, uh, that causes your blood sugar to go down. And uh, uh, the, the falling blood sugar turns on uh, other stress hormones. Uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, you, you uh, go into... Various uh, asthma uh, can uh, occur primarily at night, and even uh, epileptic seizures uh, are, can be triggered by that uh, parasympathetic dominance, lowering lowering your uh, blood sugar. Uh, and uh, but parasympathetic think it is better at night. It's more to relax and to sleep, right? Uh, yeah, normally that that, uh, that that happens with young people. But uh, with old age, it, it ex exacerbates uh, the, the problems of, of aging. Uh, and uh, uh, the, the, uh, I, I think uh, thyroid hormone deficiency is, is, is part of that age-related uh, uh, sleep problem. Hmm, interesting. Here's an email for you. Can pneumonia be treated at home, for example, with food or coffee or niacinamide, red light or watching funny movies, and <laughs> that's funny. What do you think about that? Uh, pneumonia, uh, it, it's usually um, uh, produced, m most often produced by uh, I inflammatory signals uh, that they can come from your intestine or from uh, germs, uh, but uh, anti-inflammatory things, uh, uh, chicken soup, uh, a source of salt and gelatin, uh, for example, uh, orange juice, uh, uh, milk, and ice cream, uh, all of these uh, can help uh, reduce inflammation. Uh, uh, aspirin, uh, low sartan, uh, the, the thing I mentioned for uh, angiotensin mm -hmm. uh, uh, opposition, uh, uh, that, that has been used for uh, uh, treating uh, uh, pneumonia, among other things. Yeah, interesting. Which potato has the most ketones, red, Yukon, or russet? Hmm. Uh, the red potatoes are usually uh, higher in water content. Uh, the, the russet, uh, I, I think, has the best nutrition. Uh, uh, technically, you could find the nutrients in the Yukon, but the high, I, I think they're the ones with the the yellow carotene content, uh, they are harder to digest because the the carotene 
it interferes with the breakdown of, of the uh, starch. Mm-hmm. Linda wants to know if you can talk about the Scandinavian Scandinavians, how they cook fish in lye, like lutefish. Is there health benefits? I, I don't think there's any. I think it was a, just a, a preservative thing, uh, keeping okay. fish in storage. Amy wants to know, a charcoal help with virus? Um, if you have, have a bad intestinal uh, situation, uh, charcoal, or uh, I think the best uh, uh, approach is to have a daily carrot. Hmm. Uh, carrot salad, for example, will uh, clean your intestine and remove uh, antithyroid factors. Oh, that's the one where you put, what do you do, Doc? You put a little bit of uh, vinegar and coconut oil on there? On uh, carrot? And, and salt. Salt? Uh, yeah, uh, of course, salt. You've got to have salt. Does, what does Dr. Pete think about mixing magnesium carbonate with vinegar and calcium gluconate to improve the absorption of the calcium and magnesium? Hmm. Um, mixing magnesium carbonate with vinegar and, and calcium gluconate. Uh, magnesium carbonate, uh, first of all, uh, a lot of people uh, are sensitive to some impurity uh, in in most of the products that I've seen. I, I used to use it uh, regularly as a magnesium supplement, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I've had uh, very bad headaches from it, and lots of people experience that. So uh, you have to be cautious with any of those pure chemicals. Uh, Nancy wants to know, is there any way to make my, the valves in my legs work again? I've been diagnosed with venous reflux disease. And so fearful of having the procedure done, I'm doing support stockings. Anything I can do? Uh, the, the stockings are, are definitely helpful, uh, but the uh, the cause of it uh, is usually a hormone imbalance. Uh, high estrogen in relation to uh, DHEA, pregnenolone, progesterone, and testosterone. Uh, the, the bad ratio of estrogen uh, weakens the wall of the veins uh, and uh, lets them balloon and and tend to form clots. Uh, so, uh, having uh, checking your your hormones, uh, making sure that your thyroid is good is uh, that that's usually a deficient, causing uh, the high estrogen to the progesterone and androgen uh, ratio couple more here, then we'll let you go to work. Um, okay. Does Ray... <laughs> Boy, you guys are getting clever this morning. Does Ray Pete... This is from Nathias. Does Ray Pete believe in God? Um, it depends on, on how you define it. Uh, I, I'm a, a sort of a fan of the process theology uh, uh, if you Google that, uh, uh, you can find uh, what one of the most famous uh, current process theologists. Uh, they're they're basing their thinking on Alfred North Whitehead, uh, who was uh, one of my philosophical influences. Uh, Whitehead made himself unpopular among philosophers by using the word God, uh, but uh, if you read uh, the process. Uh, theology uh, based on Whitehead, uh, you'll 
uh, got an idea of my approach. Mm-hmm. Dr. Pete, I love your shows. This is from Paula in Scottsdale, Arizona. My dentist used a cone beam x-ray and told me I have a cavitation in my jaw from a tooth that was extracted 40 years ago. He said about 95% of all extractions end up with some cavitations. I've never had any pain or tenderness there in my mouth, but he wants to do surgery and scrape and clean out it properly. Be very pretty expensive. Expensive. I'm wondering if this is really needed. No, I don't think it is. If there's no pain, uh, there's very uh, almost certainly no infection. Uh, when, when you pull a, a tooth, sometimes the bone doesn't fill in right, the hole. Right. Uh, no problem there. Okay. You don't believe there's a problem there. Huh? No. Okay. Cavitations. Um, what is Dr. Pete's opinion on eating organic Adami soy? Is the estrogen too much, or if eaten in moderation, would it be okay? Adami soy. Um, I, I think it's okay as a condiment in in very limited amounts. <clears throat> um, for example, soy sauce, I, I think, is safe to use occasionally in, in a small amount. But uh, the more... Uh, for example, in Hawaii, there was a study of people who <clears throat> ate tofu and those who didn't, and dementia was higher in the uh, tofu eaters. Uh, dementia uh, was uh, higher in the tofu eaters? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's that about, I wonder? Is this just the estrogen? Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think a poor diet in general, uh, because uh, tofu isn't isn't a very complete Nutrient. Right. Uh, another study in China found that milk drinkers had much lower incidence of dementia, mm-hmm. uh, high quality protein and anti-inflammatory uh, properties of of the milk. What about tempeh? You can get organic tempeh, uh, reasonable food or stay uh, in in moderation, mm-hmm. just for a pleasure food, but yeah. not not a staple. Yeah. 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 Final one, you'll like this one. After my husband started massaging my lower legs, it seems like the healing kicked in overdrive, swelling reduced immediately, and now I've been able to walk carefully again. Is there a correlation? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Love heals everything, right? Your husband massages yep. your legs. I mean, how could you not feel better, right? Yep. Yeah, boy. Well, Dr. Pete, thanks so much for being here. It just was, we had a great time, and I was really appreciating the virus stuff early on, and and uh, let us know if there's anything we can do. If you'd like to visit Dr. Pete's website, is raypete.com. You can look in our archives. We've had him on the show quite a few times. Just put Ray Pete in the search function, top right of one radio network, and uh, pay, pass on these links to everyone that you care about. All right, uh, my friend, uh, thank you, sir. You take care of yourself, and we'll, we'll talk to you next month, okay? Okay, thank you. Yes, Bye. sir. Bye-bye. Dr. Ray Pete, he's a good one, huh?